Sunday, July 21, 2019, 9.04 p.m. Yesterday afternoon, I was at a cafe trying to study. Mostly, I was just staying away from home and my mom. I went back and fed Casper. I left again before my mom would be back from her errands. I got a car wash and had a sad dinner alone somewhere. I got gas and bought some more things for my trip and the exam. I went home. It was kind of late. I fixed some of my things and then slept. I woke up and stayed in bed for a while because I didn't want to deal with my mom. Casper was going to get hungry, so I left eventually. My mom was on her way out anyway for a mani-pedi, so I didn't get to interact with her anyway. I ate my breakfast in peace with Casper. I went to the dog park to walk him and give him a bath. I dropped him off at home, ate something quick, and went to the cafe to study. I was doing alright despite being absolutely terrified of the exam, what my life would be like after, and unknown factors about where I will be hanging my hat for the next few months. I tried to alleviate the anxiety by studying and applying for a few jobs. The barista who was befriending me was outside the bathroom when I got out. She said she'll join me in a bit. Apparently her shift has ended. She sat down with me and we talked. I felt vulnerable and I told her what was bothering me. We talked a little bit more after I left. She saw me to my car. I had a couple of missed calls from R. She said she will meet me meet with me after she saw a friend, but I missed the phone calls. I called her anyway and we had a pleasant conversation. I told her about how my mom was acting abusive towards me and how I am tired of moving around, but I guess I need to find financial independence so I could establish better boundaries with my parents and their money. The distance might be good. I've allowed others to make me feel like I'm not good enough until and unless I pass. I was thinking that this is even more reason for me to start just doing that for myself. It's been a hard couple of days. I feel like I'm chill externally, but internally, I have almost zero chill left in me. Maybe a little bit. Just enough to get me through the exam, and then that's going to have to be enough until I'm tackling the next move. I've been feeling afraid. So afraid. It all seems too huge and daunting, and I'm not sure I can do any of it. Thank you. See you tomorrow at 8 a.m. July 22, 2019, 8.19 a.m. Good morning. Should be just right on time. Monday, July 22, 2019, 5.51 p.m. I got home and found my mom gave Casper a second bath. Poor thing, of course, couldn't tell her that he already endured one earlier in the day. I ate my dinner quietly and settled in my room after taking a shower. I just stayed in bed. I couldn't get to sleep when I wanted to, but I eventually did. I had all the same worries as yesterday. I woke up afraid I will be late, but I knew I couldn't miss today's session. I didn't know when I would get to see you again. I got dressed, loaded up Casper, and left. I wasn't prepared to lose you today. It almost feels like a horrible, tragic breakup. I know that it isn't unusual for people to get attached to their therapist, and I believe that I have a healthy attachment to you despite some initial hiccups. But this almost feels wrong. I honestly thought that when I saw you last week that I will just come back after some bike rides and my road trip while still doing some phone sessions after our trip, or my trip. 
I was increasingly uncomfortable when I realized that I won't be seeing you just yet. Phone call options helped, and I knew you were trying to help me not freak out. I still did. I'm still freaking out. It's like we have exposed a nerve. I'll have to keep this in check. I went to get my tires checked and canceled my gym membership. Went home to have breakfast with Casper. I couldn't leave him. I was giving him his carrots for dessert, and I just couldn't leave him. I took him with me to the truck accessories place to have a cover installed in the truck bed. I was minding my own business when a lady came in with her two daughters. Cute 39-year-old blonde. She started chatting me up about how she's building another house with her husband, like by themselves, while they're living in a camper on their family ranch with 1,800 cows and a menagerie of farm animals as pets. She kept showing me pictures of their day-to-day. She was really pleasant. The girls asked about the vending machine and the mom didn't have cash. I volunteered to get us some after asking if the girls were allowed treats. She added me on Facebook and said we should ride together around their farm. I told her about how there are children's triathlons in Katy and how I've been wanting to be friends with a cow. Talking to her made me want to stay in Houston. I feel like I'm some sort of nomadic fairy visiting places but never belonging anywhere. There were exactly two times when you thought I was saying goodbye. Once, I was thanking you for what you do and acknowledging that you have seen me through some rough times. And the second, I'm not sure what I was saying, but you asked if I was breaking up with therapy. They were both in the last two months. I wasn't ending anything, but times it stuck. It stung when I thought about the possibility and brushed it off. For the last couple of months, and for reasons other than skipping town, I've thought about asking you what you will say if a particular session would have been our last. The day just plain hurt because it felt sudden. I will always want to see my therapist. We've done great work, but the work never stops, and it shouldn't. I acknowledge that sometimes the work has to be done alone. In this case, it's just a physical limitation for now. I went back home and had a late lunch. On the drive back, I thought about you, and I felt the tears well up again. Not ugly crying, but sad little tears. I'm devastated. I know you've had more experience dealing with patients leaving one way or another, but I haven't had to deal with the loss of a proper therapist. I can only liken it to the loss of a partner or a close family member. I, sigh, ended up on the couch and took a nap because it was too much to think about. This almost feels like cold turkey quitting, but under the current plan, going virtual, I suppose it is not. It's okay. You've helped me with my wings by helping me realize I have them and strengthened them. I tell myself I'll fly back into the coop somehow if I need you, if I need to. You are a safe space. I'm back to taking things in smaller chunks of time. I'm going to check my stuff and gather more things to pack. I'm still extremely upset, but I will try my best to compartmentalize. Thank you, C. Tuesday, July 23, 2019, 7.29 p.m. Hi, C. I was packing last night and was still upset. I was a little better, though. I gathered my things and kind of stressed about how hard it was to pack for something that is indefinite and unknown. 
I stopped when I got tired and I applied for remote jobs on my phone until I slept. I finally slept around one. I was sad about Casper. I woke up early but stayed in bed. I fed Casper and got ready to see my cousin. I drove over with Casper because I couldn't bear to leave him alone in the house. I let him play at their house while my cousin and I went out. I didn't decide where we were going until right after I left their driveway. We went to the eclectic menagerie park. I took some pictures. I figured I wouldn't get to see Houston places for a while, maybe. We ate at Sweet Paris and I picked up Casper. I dropped him off and I was a little late to my dental appointment. It took a long time. I got my period last night. I'm going to blame it a little bit for freaking out more than usual about my situation. I do feel a little better today. I am not sure if it has anything to do with looking for jobs or packing or telling myself that I will be okay with a bar exam no matter what. I'm also still not completely sure where I'm going to land, but I have also not ruled out Houston completely. If I can swing a job here, I will probably want to stay somewhere else. Trying to just not think of it too much and focus on making myself feel balanced again. I'm also not discounting the possibility that I am lying to myself, and I seriously am still freaking out though. There's so many things I want, and they feel so out of reach. Thanks, C. July 24, 2019, 7.35 p.m. Hi, C. I had dinner last night at home and then packed a little more. I showered and then loaded up Casper so we can pick up my dad from the airport. I was texting with Buffalo Chick. It's alright. I like that she still tells me what she's doing for the day. Trying not to put too much meaning into it. I got there just in time. I saw my dad and we hugged. Casper was too sleepy to be excited but I think he is aloof with my dad because he's been away. We got home and I went to bed. I snuggled up to Casper and kind of cried. I woke up around 8.30, but I spent an hour in bed. I didn't want to face the day, so I just pickled my brain on my phone. Eventually, I got hungry, or I thought Casper got hungry, and got up. Saw my dad and prepared breakfast. While waiting for my dad, I sat in the backyard enjoying the lovely weather from the summer cold front. I opened the windows and doors to refresh the air in the house. I had breakfast with my dad and Casper and I packed a little more. It's heartbreaking and it makes me want not want to go at all. Especially when Casper is just looking at me all confused and a little sad. I got ready to go to the dentist again. It took the rest of the afternoon. It was good practice and mindfulness because I can't really do much when I'm in the chair. Being mindful with that present with that present didn't magically make me feel okay with everything else though. I'm scared almost out of my wits. It's almost strange that when others see what I'm doing, they're almost envious because I'm basically packing up and leaving for an indefinite period of time. The other side of it is I'm faced with some serious adulting logistics and I'm not sure where I will land. Packing again now and I'm home. I'm making headway, but I think this will take me hours more. I wanted to go to yoga and say goodbye to the instructor, but I couldn't see it happening, happening tonight. My parents are bickering and nasty to each other. I heard my mom make a comment about how my brother had to buy money counter machines to help the human money counters he hired, or something. He's very pleased. She's very pleased with him. 
I'm happy for my brother and accepting that my mother's main measure of success is money. I set off tomorrow morning. I've done a lot of frightening, spontaneous, and wonderful things. This may be the most wonderfully frightening and spontaneous of them all. Thank you, C. I hope you had a good flight into the Cape. July 24, 2019, 9.42 p.m. Thank you for the update. That's from her. Have a safe drive and give Casper a big hug from me. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Gave him extra squeezes from you. Good night. July 25, 2019, Thursday, 11.05 p.m. My therapist asked, are you heading out? And I said, hello, yes, you have impeccable timing. Stop just now at Bucky's. 6.55 p.m. Hello, C. Last night I was packing. I didn't think I would finish that quickly, but I guess I don't have as much t stuff as I thought I did. My parents were bickering as usual over the smallest of things. My mother was especially irritated and she refused my dad's request that we go out for a meal together. I told my dad that it's probably not a good idea because my mom would be tired and she would be grumpy and she would see it as something that takes too much of her time. I was right. She was angry and said she had a lot of things to do. I didn't really mind as I wasn't really finished packing anyway. My dad handed me some money earlier. My mom sent me some money for gas. When I went to thank her, she was very dismissive and it was obvious she wanted to make more comments and wanted me to insist that I tell her what she said, what she had in mind. I didn't want to engage as I don't need the extra grief. After my mom went to bed, my dad asked me if I still wanted to go out. It was already around 9.30 in the evening. I waited for him and he sent out, set out to maybe get gas or some milk tea. Took Casper with me because I wanted to spend as much time as I could with him. My dad said that he hoped he could hang out. And so I said I will drop off Casper at home first before he was sleepy because he was sleepy anyway. My dad and I ended up at the late night Thai place I, that I discovered a couple of weeks ago. We had a good meal and I knew my dad just wanted to be with me for a little while. It was kind of sweet, really. My dad and I went home and I took a shower and slept. I woke up almost not wanting to go. Casper was so snuggly and so soft and so sweet. I gave him breakfast and we went out in the garden together. I took some pictures with him beside, with him beside his favorite tree where he found a couple of birds that were stuck before. I hugged him as long as I can. I also hugged my dad. I went to get gas and some dry ice and set off. I was kind of texting Buffalo Chick. It doesn't feel empty and it's not bad either. I just have to stick to my guns and continue giving up on her as a romantic or even sexual prospect. I was feeling okay. I stopped at Bucky's in Baytown to pee. My engine light came on in Beaumont. My OBD sensor indicated it was a cylinder misfire, so it's probably the ignition coil. My mechanic swore up and down for months that it wasn't the case and that it was my fuel injector. I was a little frustrated but felt kind of vindicated. Haha. 
I found a local repair shop and had it fixed in under an hour. The mechanic gave me a 50% discount on labor and his quick life story. He's from a small town in Mississippi and actively tries to mask his southern accent. I told him not to, it's nice. Wants to live in Ireland someday. Been moving around the country all his life but never been overseas. His name is Kevin. I listen to lectures most of the way. When the traffic is bad or there's more complicated navigation to be done, I listen to music. There were Super Mario clouds in Louisiana. I missed my turn north and I ended up in Mississippi. It's alright because I needed to stretch anyway and there's a rest stop. I'm not as scared as I was about what lies ahead, taking it step by step. I still feel a little off being a vagabond and at one point today I was afraid that I wouldn't feel excitement in the normal everyday life. But I was anchored somewhere before and it made me happy too. They don't have to be mutually exclusive, or so I tell myself. I'm going to drive while there's still light, then I'll find a hotel in Tennessee when I'm tired. Thank you, C. I sent her a picture of me, and I called it proof of life. July 26, 2019, 5.22 p.m. Hello. Had a good time yesterday watching the sunset over Mississippi, observing how different the trees lining the highways were here. They're taller and more pine-like, and listening to my tunes. I, it occurred to me that it was getting late and I don't want to drive until midnight to reach Chattanooga. I found a hotel in Meridian, Mississippi, and a restaurant to have dinner in. Most of the places were already closed at nine. The bar I went to just closed their kitchen, so I walked over to Weedman's to grab something. Not much of a vegetarian menu, but the waiter suggested a pasta that was off the menu. I had my reservations, and my instincts were right. What was brought to me was a bunch of chopped veggies and a red sauce with like five soggy penne pieces. The waiter asked if I'd like a box, and I said no. He ended up giving my dinner for free. I was a little mortified because I'm not paying for anything else, so I just tipped him for what would have been the value of the meal. More free stuff at the hotel. This time, the front desk guy was sorry he didn't have a goodie bag for me, even though I told him I made the reservation literally two minutes ago in the parking lot. He gave me six marketplace items, including alcoholic beverages, when the welcome gift is usually just one. I was doing so well. I was loving life, admiring the sunset, singing along to songs, enjoying being alone. Then Buffalo Chick texted and it went back and forth. I reached out to Valley Girl. It was good. Then Valley Girl liked someone else. I didn't even like her that much, but I don't like that she gave me a lot of attention and she yanked it away. I'm going to let that one fade away like so many others. Went on Tinder again. Someone unmatched me after she sent me a message and before I could reply. She was asking me about geocaching. It crushed my self-esteem a little. I realized she probably had reservations about me being here just for the night. I talked to some other girl. Just five messages. I'm not ready for stuff, but I still found someone, and we sexted a little. I kind of dropped her in the middle of it and just looked at porn. <laughs> it was good because I felt efficient and self-sustaining when I decided to do that. I still downloaded Tinder and one other app. I woke up to a couple of texts from Buffalo Chick. She said she wakes up in the middle of the night to check her phone if anyone is in distress. 
made me wonder if I'm in distress and that's why she talks to me. I told her I'll text her later and I went down to breakfast. There was something hard about eating breakfast. I found myself trying to control my breathing and trying to relax while eating. There was a mom who, with two cute kids and some other travelers. I told myself to stop comparing myself to others and thinking what others think and just focus on what I'm doing. I also find myself trying to derive worth from others' expression of liking me by thinking when the last time someone randomly paid for my dinner was. It's been years. I consoled myself by saying, it's rare in the first place and some people spend their lives not having random strangers pick up their dinner tab. I left Meridian and drove. It was good. One last attempt at geocaching in Mississippi proved unsuccessful. After three failed attempts at different ones, I declared defeat in Mississippi for now. I then found myself suddenly in Alabama. I got a geocache there, then somehow I ended up in Georgia. I got a geocache at the rest stop. I was doing well listening to lectures when there are long stretches without complicated turns. I got a little bored and decided to respond to people through audio messages. It was too long to type out. At first I thought it was people feeling sorry for me, that's why they're giving me attention. Then I didn't assume the negative and just assumed that my friends are genuinely interested in connecting with me. I hit Tennessee and then, bam, traffic everywhere I turn. There was a wreck and some major construction. I was trying to sort out some evidence concepts in my head. It's my weakest subject, but I'm doing the lecture again now as a refresher. I'll do the essay subjects and maybe torts too. I was confused why Buffalo Chick is in contact with me. At first, I thought it was because she felt sorry for me, or she thought I was interesting to quote-unquote watch. It was difficult to imagine because it's almost sinister, but maybe it's because of the intention, and that I'm being breadcrumbed and backburnered. Then I let it go and thought about myself and the awesome things I'm doing and what I'm going to do. I also thought about the things I need to do and what I'd like to do for myself. I have everything I need to be happy and there's still so many things I need to change and work on. I was also concerned that I can't do things, that I'm only telling myself I can do things, but in reality, I can't, and telling myself is a delusion I console myself with. I'm not entirely sure where the self-doubt comes from, but I do know I've done so many things to show myself I can do some of the things. So much time to think on a solo road trip. I do know for an absolute fact that I am in better shape in this one compared to the Grand Canyon road trip in January with my family. I haven't really cried except for Casper and I'm truly having fun. I'll have even more fun and be in better shape after the exam. I totally have the solo traveling gig down. I'll be even better when I get situated with a job. Still on the road. So many delays and Knoxville is the next town. I think I'll drive until later tonight so I can make up some of the time I lost in traffic. It set me back almost three hours. Thank you, C. I sent her a picture of me geocaching. And I told her, getting out of Tennessee, got some geocaching done. Three in three different states. Woohoo! And then she replied, awesome update. Great picture. Saturday, July 27, 2019, 538 p.m. 
Hi C. Sunsets are my favorite time driving. I remember writing years before that I like traveling at night. I spent the evening just driving and geocaching along the way so I can earn state souvenirs. I decided to stay in Roanoke, Virginia. I remember that I and I stayed there going south from New York before. This was a different hotel though. I ate dinner inside my room while watching TV. I showered and tried to look for companionship from the apps. I realized it was late and whoever I picked, I would probably overthink it. And I wouldn't really want her anyway. I was just looking for attention. I sometimes get lonely when I'm alone in a hotel room. I tell myself it's the lack of someone to share it with. I resolved to just buy some sex toy or something and try not to want a one-night stand. I was pretty happy with my day. Notice I didn't have negative thoughts all that much. I woke up to a text from Buffalo Chick saying I'm moving right along. I told her where I was last night. I couldn't really eat breakfast. I was observing other people. Most of them looked like road trippers. I'm still a little sleepy and frustrated about my wake-up time, but I tried to be kind to myself and factor in the time difference. I'm externally calm, but I was having a little internal freakout over breakfast. I decided to have a little conversation with myself upstairs in my room. I meditated and it did help. I used my foam roller on my back. Buffalo Chick texted something about celebrating Christmas in July and I sent my reply as an audio message, partly because I didn't want to type. I packed up and left. I realized that even though I'm a little behind on my itinerary, everything has worked out all right. I listened to a couple of lectures. I was distracted. I was getting triggered by the environment. The last time I was here, I was with I. I tried to call her and she didn't answer. She might have been asleep because of the time. I wanted to go up to the Shenandoah Mountains, but I didn't think my time could allow it. Mostly it was because I and I drove through here. We were fighting then, with her transferring to the back seat because she couldn't stand being with me. She broke up with me then and wouldn't go out to the scenic overlooks with me. I decided that I didn't have to make it about I if I truly wanted to go and I could just do a few miles of the drive through the mountains. I ended up driving through the northern part, the bit I didn't go through before anyway, and it was great. I had my windows down and I looked at all the scenic overlooks I wanted. It set me back around 60 miles and maybe two hours, but I think it's worth it. I did some more geocaching along the way. I just do one in every state so I can earn the souvenir as I go. Kind of puts the size of these other states in perspective. I went through just literally four minutes of Maryland before I found myself in Pennsylvania. I'm stopped at the Welcome Center. I didn't think I was having a good morning when I was thinking about it, but it's a pretty awesome day. I have so much freedom. I'm not that annoyed with my family asking me where I am that much. They're just concerned. It was making me feel controlled earlier, though. The freedom has a price, like all freedoms. I was considering jobs. The prospect isn't as scary and daunting to me as it was this morning. Staying in Houston, if it makes sense financially and logistically, while I look for a job isn't that repulsive anymore. I'm still bent on staying away as long as I possibly can, but I realize staying on the road forever is not feasible. Trying to build confidence for the bar. Full-time bar exam taker is not a recognized profession. 
I keep thinking I want to get my life going, but it honestly has been going all this time. It's actually been a pretty good year so far. I've been places, finally cavorted around Denver like I wanted, and now I'm on yet another epic road trip. I just need to stay chill. Thanks, C. I have at least five more hours before I get to Albany.